Hello. Friday the 13th, what could possibly go wrong? I was just going to say, I got up and it was dark and raining and I got like eight calls from the Medicare Advantage hotline starting right at eight o'clock this morning. And I wonder what other kind of shit fest is going to happen. But I understand we have uh, a special guest today. And no, it's not Taylor Swift. No, Christ. I think he's a locksmith and he's been sharing crazy stories over the years. And I'm like, we should get him on MoFo to share some of those stories because the world needs to hear these. Hell yeah. See, my thing, I don't, I shouldn't say that I haven't needed one because I've always been able to break into wherever I had to lock myself out of. But I've done the famous, like, when you're looking at your keys sitting on the seat of your car and you're shutting the door at the same time, you're going, ah, fuck, why am I doing this? Ah, shit, ah, and then slam. And then you're staring at the keys. I learned years ago to keep a copy of my car key in my wallet and my house key. Wallet key. Yeah, that's all right. Well, I'm so gonna, should we let it rip? Yeah, let it rip. All right, so dealer's choice. Which story you want to start with? Oh, that's, that's a good question. The depraved ones come from when I was a maintenance guy. I've got Ooh. a few. I mean, I used to work apartment maintenance, so it's real similar, you know. Um, I broke into a lot of houses there, and I remember one is up up in a town nearby. You legally broke into houses? Legally. I okay, just, I just want to put that out there. Yep. just want to put that out like, there. I get a text from the, the big landlord, the boss, and he'd say, I need you to go to this address, and I know you don't have keys, but I know you know how to fix that, so go ahead and take care of this work order. You know, usually it involved, like, someone that maybe died or, you know. Yeah, something. that sounds like something he didn't Missing want to person. do with himself. Well, that's how the world works is you give the shit jobs to your underlings. Yeah, and I was at the bottom of the total pole, so it all rolled all the way down to me. Oh, you would have been an ace in radio. Ah. <laughs> I suppose. So this the one particular up, up there, they sent me up there. This girl didn't have heat. It, like, blew up or something. And it did. She didn't have heat. There's nothing I could do. It's as a film star or what she was. <laughs> but, I mean, there were books and flaunt all over her place. It was a mess. It's a girl's apartment. They're like that sometimes. I mean, girls' apartments way messier than guys' apartments. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's always real bad in there. And so I had to go into her, like, bedroom in the back of the, the place to get into where the heater is, you know? Well, in the middle of the hallway, there's this duffel bag that I don't see. And it's dense enough and large enough that it trips me and I completely fall down flat on my face. Well, I fell down flat on my face. The bag spills open and everything inside spills out. You want to know what was inside? You guys want to take a guess? Ooh, ooh, dildos. Yes, hundreds of dildos. Not <laughs> small ones. Wow. The scary ones. Like, like the ones that are like the size of your arm. Oh, the like, are looking like a toddler. Yeah, yeah. The, These the are like pistol grip. Yeah. Oh, God. That's the first time I've ever guessed dildos and been right. Yeah. Isn't that refreshing? It's pretty rare you get that right in a story. This but, day, this day has some promise after all. Yeah. Um, is there any more to that one? I would. Well, I mean, that first girl. Of all, hold on, hold on. How okay. does one? Do you? Is there a code to being a locksmith? Like, are you kind of sworn to you know only do good and and that kind of thing, or is it just, hey, you can open some shit, let's do it. So, like in the most of the U.S it's it's pretty uh wild west there's a few places where there's some rules that you gotta follow but 
it's really up to like the individual locksmith to decide whatever his thing is. I guess it's just don't do bad things. It's pretty much the only rule, you know, use your power for good. So there's kind of like a locksmith's Hippocratic Oath kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. I mean, it's definitely a good empty threat when people are being mean to you. You could just say, just remember, I don't need a key to your house. <laughs> Holy shit. <Nice>. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, so uh, how do you top dildos, that sack of dildos? Well, there, w- there was the individual one. These girls that lived in this college apartment. It's always, it's always girls, never the guys. Guys do gross stuff, but it's never the same. And guys they- usually have a pack to destroy all the other guys' evidence if one of them dies, too. Yeah. 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 So this one, the, the girls, uh, this is over many years. The girls didn't really like the landlord, but they, they, uh, they liked me for the most part. So they just kind of tried to play a prank on me every time they called a work order in. And then this old, crinkled, destroyed suction cup dildo that they had around. And they put it on everything in every area where I was working. If I was rekeying the door, it was attached to the door just above the lock that I had to, to work on. So I uh, I just decided early on, I'm like, I'm not going to acknowledge the dildo. I'm just going to pretend it's not there. And they're going to, they watch me. They would always sit down in the living room, like, try and engage my reaction. And I just <laughs> pretend it wasn't there every time. Even though you've got this, like, blue wiggler practically slapping you in the face, you're not taking the bait. Oh, she was a real looking one, too. I mean, it looked like... It was anatomically correct and everything. It was pretty pretty awful. And, you know, it had been out in the weather, so, like, the rubber was all cracked. And wow. Oh, my God. Like, it was oh, really, really this gross. is like a, like a tweaker dildo. Yeah, yeah, one you'd find on the street. It's just, it's real bad. It's dirty. <laughs> like, it, you hope no one uses it, but you bet you at least there's one girl in there that probably does. You know, it's Isn't the, the saying, anything's a dildo if you're brave enough? That's true. Oh, Jesus. It's true. See, it sounds like a, a prop from like a Hellraiser movie. I think that was actually an Abraham Lincoln quote. Oh God! Think, oh God! <laughs> <sighs> so much for history class. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, anyway, so yeah, those girls moved that thing around year after year after year. I was working on the heater one time, and I had to call a vendor in, and they had stuck it right on top of the furnace. Of course they did. And they had like a webcam pointed at it to like gauge my reaction. And I, I didn't. I just went up and sat on their couch and read a book while I waited for the vendor because I didn't have anything else to do. The vendor, though, he screamed. He went downstairs. He didn't notice it at first. He stood up to get out and it hit him in the face. And oh! oh! He screamed. He screamed. That was, that was a good one. Oh, God. I bet those girls still bring that video up to show at parties or they pass around on their phones. Bet you if you dig deep enough on the internet, it's out there somewhere. Oh, oh God. Somewhere in Reddit or yeah. somewhere in 8chan or something? Yeah, it's probably out there. Like Or H. There's guy. probably some recent HVAC grad at, at uh, the tech school, too, that like his very first day he got smacked in the face with a dildo. And... Yeah, I, I mean, how do you... I mean, that's a, a very specific kind of PTSD. Yeah. It's a career-changing moment, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's a different person after that, for sure. That's when you decide whether you're going to press on or it's time to, yeah, time for a career change. Yeah, time for job and retail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who locks yeah. themselves out more, guys or girls? Mostly girls, surprisingly. The young guys do it, but, like, 
overall, it's usually women. Like, well, is that for like homes and cars, or is it split? The guys typically lock themselves out of their house more often than not, and it's the women that tend to lock themselves out of the cars, or, or that's what the men say when I get there to unlock oh, the car. Nice, you know, it was, it was her fault. They usually just accept the blame, so you know. Guy's generally not going to admit that he fucked up. No, God no. Especially not that way. He's, and then he tried to get in on his own and couldn't, so he's emasculated already. And I show up, and 10 seconds later, in the car. And, and the, uh, I, the good oh, old, I that tool. The love shack on campus, there used to just be a basement window we'd all kick in until we figured out that the double doors in the front had this really old lock that, you know, the old credit card trick worked every time. So it got to the point where nobody even carried a key anymore. Like we just kept a card under the mat and it was just well known if you wanted to get into the house, you just pop the somebody I think it was somebody's like useless library card. Nice. <laughs> yeah. There's then, a lot of college houses like that. You'd be impressed how many are just left unlocked all day. Why why lock them if, if they're just gonna come and go all day, I guess. Well, most of the time there's nothing remotely valuable valuable in there except maybe some drugs. Yeah. I was gonna say drugs, dildos or uh like Playstations. Yeah, old PlayStations though, not nice ones. Yeah, I mean, God, who would keep like a nice new one anywhere? It always seems like it's a PlayStation Three or something that they have that they just love. They can't give up, mostly because they can't afford a new one. Probably, you know, it's college. Remember right, so- there was, I mean, if that's when the Super Nintendo was out, but there were still guys on my floor playing Tecmo Bowl on the regular. Nintendo. Oh, and they hell yeah. That thing running for days. They hell have, yeah, we used to play uh, Duck Hunt for drinks. We invented a drinking game with, with Duck Hunt back in the day. Well, you take a shot if you miss? or uh, I think it ends up being that way, but I think it was just a reason to drink more at the time. Nice. That's always nice. a good reason. Well, speaking of drinking, you know, we've, we've been talking about Oktoberfest. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the phrase you said was Oktoberfest is your Super Bowl of locksmithing. Oh yeah, every year in this <laughs> Super Bowl. It's it's probably not like that everywhere, but here, this town where we flip cars and set things on fire for fun when we drink. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a little crazy. This year wasn't, but every year before this has been. I even had like an arch enemy who chased after my van trying to punch it every single time he saw my van and wait a minute wait a minute was this like a was he a rival locksmith nope he was just a guy that was drunk and he i don't know doesn't like red vans don't know what it is but he chased and chased and chased me every time i saw this kid he'd like sprint at my van and one time he finally got me and i said what the heck man why 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 are you punching my van he goes you know i just i just want to and besides, it's a company van. I'm like, well, I own the company, so you're yeah. hurting me directly. Stop it. He didn't stop. It kept happening. I hate to no, say it, but I, I was, I'm gonna he start got into a red van and said free candy. You know, he did. He was probably a free yeah. candy baby. Yeah. I am going to start using that because I wanted to as an excuse for more things that I that I shouldn't do that I'm going to do anyway. Well, it's the truth most of the time. Well, yeah. It's, it's like I kind of want... There's a, there's a, actually, I've got the book. I, um, I can't remember what it's, uh, oh, it's called the Self-Destruction Handbook. Um, and it's just got a stick figure with a bunch of wires attached to his head and then a big red button on it. And it says, don't. And then he's reaching for the, for the button. 
just kind of seems like one of those things that I is would want. Is that the cover of the book or is that the whole book? That's the cover of the book, but it's basically, it's written by like three different degenerates talking about the best ways to screw up your life creatively. Yeah, I better look that one up. What's that called again? Uh, it's called the Self-Destruction Handbook. Uh, I think it's eight or 12 Steps to an Unhealthier You. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. Wow, it's really cheap. <laughs> yeah, you know, the funny thing about that is that that was one of the books that I brought with me the first time I went to rehab. And there's a, there's, they took that away immediately. Well, yeah. <laughs> they took that and they took a Chuck Klosterman book that was all about uh, where rock stars used to go and party, like with their friends and stuff, versus like where they were seen. It's called Killing, them, Killing Yourself to Live. They took that one too. Yeah, and I don't think it might trigger other people there. Yeah, and I don't think I got my shoelaces for a few days either. Yeah, yeah. I so got a buddy did... who took the fall for a, a, a group of guys at a bachelor party who ended up in rehab sober. Like Ooh. Stone cold sober. You know, they took him into intake where they leave everybody to detox. He wasn't detoxing, he, he hadn't had a lick to drink in, in months. He just un- unfortunately ate a single edible before he got on an airplane. And uh, the guy said it was his fault that all these bad things happened. But they had bowls of edibles out and they all were doing it just fine. No big deal. But he took the fall because he was on a separate airplane. So they couldn't find him right away because surprise, edibles. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he ended up taking the fall. He's in rehab for two months because he, he kept telling the people there, like, I don't do anything. Like, I took one edible. I'm not addicted to anything. And they're like, no, you need to admit it. You need to admit that you're, yep. you're, you, you're, you're, you did this thing. And he's like, but I didn't do anything. I'm more or less being framed. I'm taking a fall for people. So he just spent, like, two months on vacation and rehab. Having two to, months like, and probably several thousand dollars. Guys, the same. I'm assuming he had to pay for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally out of pocket. His wife, like, bankrupted them to do it. Because she's like, you're going to rehab. And he's like, but I didn't need to go to rehab. You think a blood test would show that his blood wasn't full of shit. And that would be enough to prove that he wasn't, didn't have a major problem? Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't think about that. She just was like, you know, no, don't pass go. You're like, yeah, I know. Interventions freak out. I think the, like the main reason that they actually quit testing people at the place that I was at is just, I think they just gave up. But like initially when people go in, they would tell you, keep doing what you're doing until you get here. So they were getting tired of also having to Narcan people in the parking lot all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all right, like so- for me, they're like, well, you've been you're going to have to show up drunk so you don't get us don't have a stroke or anything like that. I'm like, well, OK. Oh, I see where you're going with that. All right. Well, I'm going for the high score. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. If you go if you go on cold turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Your body could shut down. OK, I get it now. Yeah, but yeah, I, there were there were people that disappeared daily. Whenever somebody was like, "Hey, we're doing drug tests today," and zoom out the door. I like how we went What's, from blacksmithing to rehab. Well, actually, it comes full circle because you got plenty of weird druggy stories about blacksmithing stuff too. Oh yeah, I mean, I at least once a week there's somebody. I mean, this this past weekend I had somebody call me who's clearly drunk, maybe high hard to tell 
he asked me, he says, I need you to help me steal a car back from someone that stole the car from me. <laughs> See, that's like a whole movie premise right there. Yeah. yeah. And when, I, when I said no, he was so offended that I, I would not go and do this for him. He's like, but it's my car. And I'm like, I, I'm not the police. He goes, but like you can get it back you can make keys i'm like yeah it's not that simple i have to sit there and program it while it beeps at me nothing like uh hey drug addicts that stole this car come get me come get me yeah i'm outside much. stealing the car you stole come get me yeah that's what i want i want to be outside doing that that sounds like a plot to like a, a solid jason statham movie right there the locksmith that or an 80s movie comedy yeah yeah i could see it being a comedy too yeah, except for the 80s movie, you'd, you'd find, you know, a dead hooker in the trunk. That's back when dead hookers were funny. Yeah. Instead instead of crystal meth. Yeah. It's what's always a the, risk every time. What's every the time most I'll... common excuse you get from people that saying they, they lock themselves out or they need your services? Uh, they always blame their kids. Like, almost exclusively, it's the kid's fault. Even if they, like, were just babysitting a kid... A couple weeks back, some lady was like, he touched all the doorknobs in the house. I don't know what happened. She had a passcode door lock on the back door, and she was just turning the wrong direction when she typed it in. Uh, see, that's one reason I can see actually having kids is someone, a scapegoat, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. free child labor. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Tales all this time. Yep. <laughs> anyway, now if... um. Let's say I uh, locked something in my house that I didn't want anybody to know about and wanted to call you. What, how would you deal with that situation? That happens all the time. I, I, I'll unlock a door and I'm like, don't open. And they get really, really <laughs> quiet about it. And yeah. They get real like ragey, don't open that door. Sometimes it's a red room. Cause sometimes I've already opened the door. Sometimes it's there. A red room. Oh, nice. there's been a few times where I've opened it up and it's been chains and a St. Andrews. No. Yeah. The sex swing. Yeah. Yeah. There's almost always a sex swing. Those things seem real popular as far as I can tell. I think we need to see if you can connect us to a sex swing installer for our next episode. I don't know if they're in the phone book. I don't know where, you know, if that's a home install, are you going to do it yourself, totally DIY? I don't know. I think I'd want to trust a professional because if that's not on something that can hold your, your weight. Well, yeah, you probably, you probably have a guy come in and say you're going to mount your chandelier. Just have him put the mount in the ceiling. And then when he leaves, get rid of the chandelier and then put it in the sex swing. Yep. Not saying that I watch them a lot, but there's a lot of videos. Okay, I do watch them a lot on, uh, on reels and, and on Twitter of chicks stripping like with stripper poles in their apartment. Oh yeah, they're in a lot of apartments. What? Oh yeah, I would say like one in ten apartments <laughs> has a stripper pole at least. You, you gotta wonder how many young women have a my fans page at this point as a side hustle or if they're making enough money that's their sole source of income yeah we've joked about this before it's like how bad do you hate normal jobs to become a sex worker I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not judging it i'm just saying the prevalence of it is so out there it's amazing there are enough people that pay these people full-time wages in order to, to do that job it's just crazy to me so I mean, you walked into or entered uh, apartments or buildings when they've got like a full camera set up and everything going? 
Oh yeah, there was a girl a couple of years back, like you walk into her apartment and it's like in the living room and you're, it's not gaming live streaming for sure, there's just too many camera angles. Yeah. This is like, I'm just talking in real life. No, it is, she does stuff on the couch and whoever's there at the time, they get on her, her OnlyFans or whatever it is. It's when she's got like the vagina mounted GoPro that I start having problems with it. <laughs> it probably exists. Oh, I'm wow. sure it does. I've done my research. What do you think <laughs> I did during the during the pandemic? I found the end of YouPorn. Oh no. It's As not someplace. End? Yep, the very end. There's actually an end. There is there is an end and you don't want to go there. Let's say was it like was it the, the first video of Ron Jeremy back in his prime or what the hell was it? There's a lot of things being put places where they don't belong. Oh. Ugh. Jesus. <laughs> we just sent a whole bunch of people away from our podcast now directly to YouPorn to try and find that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, you, you know, that's the that's the beauty of today's technology. You get curious about something, you can look it up right away. Yep. Immediate gratification. Do people ever offer you, like, to get into, oh, I like an ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend's apartment or ex-husband or that kind of thing? All the time. In fact, last year I was doing one and the neighbor called me from her house and was like don't unlock the door for that guy he's 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 the ex-husband he's not allowed in there well it turns out he was allowed in there and they just dropped the order it was the most awkward call i've ever gone to because the, the woman showed up the police refused to show up because they couldn't stop anyone until someone hit the other one Eesh. it was it was pretty crazy over the top but wow yeah, see, I can, I could see. I'm picturing like the vengeful ex wanting to come in and like completely clear out somebody's apartment or steal all their stuff or that yeah, kind of thing. Families do it more often than not. Like, well, a couple of years back, I had somebody even like pass away that 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 this family had, and they they called me out to unlock the door, and I said, "Well, you got to provide proof, you know." And so they went and got that proof. In the meantime, like the uncle who had a key. Cleaned the house out, filled it with used tires and car parts from his place and trash and took everything of value out. And then they had to pay me to open the door besides because he had the only copy of the key and he destroyed it. And I'm like, why, why fill the house? I mean, yeah, like I've pulled some stuff on old, awful landlords before. Like we would go down fishing to the, to the spill well and throw a catfish into the drop ceiling when we moved out because we knew we weren't oh, going to yeah, yeah. We we get our security deposit back oh. anyway. But That's a good one. I don't know about car parts. Yeah, they filled it. I mean, it was like the garage was filled all the way to the garage door with like the used tires. I don't know where, where why he had this many used tires at his house, but... He, he, and all the work he had to go through to bring them back there and stack them neatly in the garage is just insane to me. Well, obviously he thought he was pretty fucking clever. Yeah, Either really that or fun. just that pissed. I'm just imagining this guy like, that's fucking tired just the entire time. You get That's a lot of rage to have stored up. Either that or he's saving himself money by not disposing of it himself. Yep. And they can't prove he did it because they have no proof, so... You know. Oh, like you occasionally hear these stories about like all these storage units around the area. Well, there'll be toxic waste in one because somebody you know signed up under under a, a dummy name or dummy corporation to rent this thing, 
fill it up with a bunch of toxic shit, and then just disappeared. So then the landlord, the owner, is stuck paying for the disposal of this shit. Yep. Yeah, I've heard about that with, you know, meth labs and in storage places before. Or, um, yeah, people that will they'll go to those storage auctions and they'll buy it, but everything that's not, like, of value, they'll shove into one great big unit and then just abandon it. Yeah. Yeah. How many... People said... The big question is how many how many you know deceased people have you run into now? You know, I I, I have this rule now where if there's even a chance, I don't open the door. I just turn around and leave. Because when I was a maintenance guy doing this, like three four times, I got sent out. Well, we don't know. They haven't paid their rent. Go check on their unit. Uh, and, I'd and I'd open the door and I'd be like, "Yep, this is um, I'm out. Uh, have a nice day." I, uh, this is a coroner's problem now, not a, not a, not a lot guy's problem. Uh, see, yeah, that would be my my immediate reaction. With this, would be like, yeah, this is a law enforcement issue. That's what that's what welfare checks are made for. Yep, I was the welfare check for this company. If there was uh, even the slightest inkling of something going wrong, they sent me instead of anyone else in the company. All the evictions, I had to do those too. So I I I would pick the lock, get them in, and like lay down on my back while the SWAT team climbed over top of me and oh my god, and hauled them out. Oh, you don't tell your kids these stories, do you? No. All right, good. Why don't we save this for adulthood? Yeah. They'll, they'll, uh, my daughter already already fears like every time I leave the house because all the, the the benign stories I've told her. Can't imagine if I told her all the scary ones. She she'd never let me leave. She's hang under your leg. You have to drag her along with you. Yeah, she'd have to come on every call with me just to make sure I was safe. Well, occasionally you do take the kids with you on calls. Oh yeah. And I mean they've got to see some wacky stuff. Oh yeah, they get to see some crazy stuff, especially when we go out in the middle of nowhere, like driving down country roads, like gets more hills have eyes the deeper you go in some of the places and, and the kids don't they don't fear it at all. They just fear dad walking away from the van because you know Dad Dad, you know. Dad might not come back this time or there might be a different dad that comes back. Yeah, I mean I did get mauled by a dog one time, so there was Yeah, I that's one of the first times I met him. And he comes, I see him, and he's got bandages all over his face. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, dog. I'm like, this shit just got real for me. Yeah. Tore my eyelid and clean in half. My eyelid. Didn't hit my eye, just got my eyelid. I've had that pleasure and had to have my eyelid sewn back on before. That was fun. Oh, I know. It's scary, isn't it? Like, that needle going straight at your eyeball? Oh, my God. Especially because I insisted that I wanted to leave the hospital that day. They, they're like, we're not going to give you anything. We're going to give you a shot right in between the eyes, and it's going to hurt like absolute hell. And generally, when the doctor says, this is going to hurt, he's not fucking around anymore. He's, he's right. beyond the, yeah, it's going to pinch. Like, no, this is going to fucking hurt. And hey, by the way, here's a nurse to hold your hand while we do it. I'm like, what? Did you, and, did you break any of the small bones in her hand? No, but I don't think that my ass came unclenched for several days after that. Nice. See, I, he always brings his ass into these stories at some house. That that's a nice uh, segue in there. I don't... <clears throat> Ooh. Now here's a now this is a story I just I'm I'm fantasizing about because I would think that it's probably happened. What about chastity belts? You ever run into that? Oh Christ. Where somebody wouldn't let their boyfriend or girlfriend out of their chastity belt? I've gotten calls. Yes. Really? 
I resolve those calls by calling or telling them exactly where to buy the key because I'm acutely aware of where those keys come from. And most of them are the same keys. So I just say, go on Amazon, type this in, hit enter, buy it now. It'll be there tomorrow morning. It'll, you'll be safe. It'll be fine. So if there's uh, anybody listening right now that needs to get out of a chastity belt immediately for a small finder's fee, we might be able to hook you up. That will get you set up. Thank God for Amazon. How often do you actually say that? Yeah, it's it's pretty rare you get that excited about it, but I imagine that uh, that there's a lot of relief there at the end. <laughs> Ted, how often do you think about chastity belts, Mikey? I don't know. I'm bored. All right, fair enough. I've got kind of a lot of spare time for a couple more days here. So, would you would you recommend your line of work for anybody, or who? What kind of person would you recommend your line of work for? You've got to have like a really strong amount of willpower because once you learn how to do this stuff, the temptation to do bad with it is so much higher than it was before because you walk around and you know when you look at a place that you could take a butter knife and open that door and there's nothing that they could do about it because they don't have security and your brain just starts thinking about these things and you look around at the world around you and realize that like everything in the world is a basically a whisper away from being unlocked by like the most basic of tools that you could like find on the ground sometimes holy shit yeah yeah so it's definitely the kind of person that um is going to use their powers for good i yeah. would hope there's a there's a whole long list of guys every year that get get tempted and and i mean heck there was a guy not too far from here that uh was at a check cashing place and ended up leaving with uh almost all the money in the safe because he had to fix the lock on the safe and he uh he earned himself some some prison time over that so it's like the the phrase that i've heard before one guy talking to another like hey can you show me how to make meth and the other guy saying i can show you how to make meth but i can't show you how to stop making meth yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Once you have this, once you have this knowledge in your head, it's not going anywhere. Well, one thing I was going to comment on just from watching it is, I mean, the work is kind of feast or famine, right? Oh yeah, I'm either way too busy or I have nothing better to do with my life. It is, especially around here. It's not like that in big cities. I know guys who are like all the time full schedule, but in an old farm place like this, it's pretty up and down. What are your thoughts on so, guys like the Kia boys? I'm not sure if you're familiar with them at all. Oh yeah, the Kias and the Hyundais that you could basically still start with a screwdriver like you could in the early 90s. Yeah. I don't know why they decided not to put chips in their keys, but they did. That was the choice they made. The whole company. I'm assuming it came down to like a design thing. Like we're either going to let them have power windshields or a car that can't be stolen. Yeah, yeah, I like their solution to it better than anything. Now, if you call Hyundai Kia, a lot of times they'll send you the club if you if you ask nicely for it. If you no, school, you, you saw in the infomercials on TV, like they'll send you that one, and then you're safe. There's probably warehouses all over the planet full of clubs that got produced and never bought. Yep, and a now club is is making bank on Hyundai. Kia because they have to give them that otherwise people's insurance companies won't insure their cars yeah oh so they're definitely they've played the long game and they won they did they did win somebody told me yesterday that they pay 50 60 dollars more a month in insurance because they own a Kia 
Wow. The only thing ever like that that I can remember hearing about was I, when I ran a bunch of mattress stores and people would ask like, why don't you have water beds anymore? Jesus. And it was huh. because people were losing their homeowner's insurance because the insurance companies were going, you have 400 gallons of water in a platform bed on the third floor of your house. Like, what makes you think we're going to insure you if that thing blows up? And that, that kind of cannonballed the, the industry from what I understand. Although, it may be time to bring the waterbed back. Maybe for a basement. Yeah. Like, I, I, I remember as a kid having uncles and stuff that had waterbeds for probably obvious reasons. And then as an adult, one of my buddies from high school, he had a waterbed. And he always said it wasn't good for fucking, but he just liked how warm it could get in the winter. Because that motherfucker would keep his house at 60 at night. <laughs> because he was basically, like, sleeping on this... A womb. Gushy womb, yeah. Because I remember passing out of this place a couple times and waking up in the middle of the night, freezing my ass off. Because <laughs> he only had the house at 60. And here's him sleeping in his boxers only on his nice, warm, womb-like, toasty waterbed. <laughs> See, I've been the I've been the guy that sleeps. I've got one of those 40-pound weighted blankets, though. That's just to prevent, you know, thrashing and things like that. But when I'm in that thing, I'm invincible. I don't care who breaks into my house or anything like that. You're not getting past me. Nice. So All what right. have we learned about the... Um, the locksmithing industry today it's terrifying what's one thing moral fiber what's one thing you will absolutely say no to though if i call you right now and ask you about well you steal somebody else's car people are usually really 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 transparent about it though i'll call they'll call up and they go my buddy has my keys in his car i need you to break into i'm like look dude that's literally not how this works i'm so sorry that i can't break you into somebody else's stuff because you lock your stuff in their car. Well, we can't find my buddy. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like an astounding you problem, not a me problem. Yeah. Is it as easy as they make it look on TV when you see somebody break into a house, or easier? Uh, houses vary. They're either 30 seconds or they take 20 minutes. But cars are exactly what you see on TV. You know, you watch an episode of SVU, the guy's like, pop it and it's open yeah like 90 percent of the cars once you know what you're doing you can just you're just in see that's why i just left the keys in my car and left it unlocked a lot of the time just a i figured if it was insured i was getting a new car and b it was a big enough piece of crap that they were going to do more damage breaking into it than actually you know just stealing what was in it yeah I mean, thieves are really bad at breaking into cars. Oh, I had a car actually totaled from the inside when they stole the stereo out of it. Oh, yeah. And they're VIN matched now, so you can't even steal them anymore. But people still do it. God bless the tweakers. Yeah. He's so we've so. learned one thing from, from our locksmith pal today. What's that? Um, other than um, they don't find dildos as funny as you'd think. Maybe the first time but not the hundredth time it does get old after a while 
Yeah, I would assume that like if you're the person in the dildo factory making them after a while, they'd all just look the same. Yeah, just becomes something you just have to do. It's just another job. So locksmith greater than dildo inspector. Oh God. And the dildo inspector probably makes stable money. <laughs> That's yeah. true. There's well, I would think there's gonna be a pretty good demand for both jobs at some point. Yeah, probably. That reminds me of a joke. I'll just tell you the punchline because we're running out of time here. But punchline goes, uh, yeah, it wasn't a, a silver dildo. I just sold her my thermos. Oh, Jesus. Hi-oh! hey On that note, we're going to wrap it up with our uh, locksmith guy. I actually think um, we should try and throw some questions out to Twitter and we'll see what happens. I did a quick survey. We've just got a second on um, candy corn on Twitter. I said it's awesome. It's uh, the stuff that's always left at the bottom of your bag, or it is garbage. And that poll determines that I'm correct and that candy corn sucks. <laughs>